This GCN program brought to you by Frederick Remington. Fully cooked bacon, the thickest, meatiest, center-cut bacon in the industry. Available at FullyCookedBacon.com. That's FullyCookedBacon.com. Night Owl Live, the show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. This week on the Tech Night Owl Live, we'll be featuring Kirk McElhern, and maybe we'll get some fearless or fearsome WWDC predictions from him a little bit later. Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer. We'll play the same game or maybe give us something else. You never know what's going to happen next on the Tech Night Out Live. <laughs> so, Kirk McElhern, before we started, you mentioned to me that iTunes has this big movie bundle. Ten titles for $20. Ten they- titles for $20. $2 each for a movie. $2 a movie. They've done this in the past. They've had bundles, I believe it was by Movie Studio, so MGM, Warners, etc. I think it was the same price, um, $10 for, for $20. And so, yeah, I was looking at it, and that's pretty cheap, 2 bucks a movie. But when you look through them, there are a lot of movies you're just not going to want to watch or you've already seen and you don't want to watch again. So in the 60s, we've got The Odd Couple. Great movie. Really funny. Alfie. But then Barbarella, okay, you see that once, you don't need to. Barefoot in the Park is okay. True Grit, eh, if you're in the mood. The Italian Job is okay. But then you get The Nutty Professor, and frankly, you know, those were funny when I was eight years old, and they're not funny anymore. So it's it's not that it's not a good selection, but it's pretty hard to think that you'd really want to watch all of them. Well, obviously what they're trying to do here is make something off a movie that will probably never produce much of any income otherwise. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people rent this sort of old movie that much. You might look for something like this on on Netflix or Amazon Prime Video, but you don't really see these old movies float to the top of the list uh, on iTunes. So in the 80s, they've got the Naked Gun and Airplane, and I know a lot of people like that kind of stuff, but I just don't find it funny. Footloose is just not very good. I call it um, Footless. That's what I call Footloose. Footless. Pretty in Pink, Clue, Urban Cowboy. Not a great selection in the 80s, to be honest. Crocodile Dundee, seriously. And then Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I mean, that, that's not a good selection. Well, Naked Gun may have been funny at one time. Airplane, maybe. The rest, hmm. If you like that kind of movie, they're funny. The 90s, they have things like Wayne's World and Galaxy Quest, which, again, these are cult movies, and some people really like them, and I don't. Well, you know, when it comes to Galaxy Quest, I kind of like that movie. I think it was a smart send-up of Star Trek. Ghost was not a bad film. Runaway Bride, eh. That was another one of these things where Richard Gere and Julia Roberts were so successful in Pretty Woman that the director of the film, the creator of Happy Days. Ron Howard. No, not Ron Howard. Why do I say that? Of course it wasn't Ron Howard. Of course, the guy who created the show, not the one who was on the show. He did very well with the original movie, so they had to get 
Gear and Robert Speck. Yeah. And again, well, Gary Marshall could sometimes do really good stuff, and other times it was schlock. This was schlock. The Truman Show kind Truman of Show was, was a precursor good. of reality TV in many respects. Yeah, And it was. I think it was a really good film. It also showed that Jim Carrey didn't just act like a wacky guy on TV. I thought it was good. Galaxy Quest, like I said, I thought it was a smart send-up of Star Trek. In fact, the reviews of... The viewer reviews are four and a half stars. Ghost was a pretty decent film. It won an Oscar for Whoopi Goldberg as Best Supporting Actress, which to me might have been a surprise, but she was really a good actress. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think the of the bundles I see, the 90s probably is worth it because if you got, you know, three films or four films that are worth it, heck, You've got a good bundle. Okay, the other the other thing is that all these movies are on sale for five bucks each. So you might look at the bundle and say, well, there's two movies I like. Hey, it'll only cost me $10 for the two movies. Um, I strongly recommend in the bundle of the films of the 2000s to get Almost Famous. This is my absolute favorite movie about music of all times. There was once a film, and I think it was all Beatles music. And I forget the name of the movie right now. And I thought that was good. Almost Famous, okay, you and I have different views. In any case, we started this because we were also talking about software bundles. And that is where a bunch of developers get together and they pack 10 or 20 or 30 or 40 apps in a single package. At one time, you and I agree, you get a decent number of apps there. Now it's kind of junk. I assume what happens here is the app developer figures if they can give this away at a discount, you'll buy the renewal when the app is updated. But that doesn't apply anymore, really, in the app store. Now you have to get an all-new version. Yeah, but these bundles don't work in the app store. They're always direct from from developers. And what most developers do is they'll um, put their uh, apps into these bundles when they know that they've got a new version coming out in the next few months. So they know that they're not going to lose that much money, as you say, because they'll get some people to upgrade. Um, They're basically buying clients to potentially upgrade to the the next version of the app. Well, the thing, however, is that in large part, the quality of those bundles is not as good as it used to be. No, because uh, the developers have realized that they really get screwed. They don't get much money um, in these bundles. And I I know developers who've tried this once or twice and and have given up on it because it's just not worth to them the problems that they have with support. When, When someone spends $20 for your app and you have to deal with support, it's one thing. But when you get less than a buck per unit and you still have to deal with support, it's just not profitable. And again, I think fewer people are buying these bundles because fewer people are buying apps in general, or they're buying apps from the Mac App Store where you don't have upgrades, where you can't um, do bundles in any case. Uh, and I think it was it was a, it was a concept that worked for a while, um, but I think it's time has passed. Well, they're still trying to do it. I don't know what kind of sales they get on that. I don't know. I see some occasionally, and I rarely recognize more than a couple of the 10 or 15 apps um, that, that are in a bundle. And, you know, I'm someone who does pay attention to apps as part of my job. Well, there you go. Bundles, movie bundles. 
app bundles, bundle bundles. Let's bundle away. Let's bundle some discussion into something that's going to make this show obsolete in just a few days, where people can say, gee, how stupid those people are. I'm going to hit this with Brian, too, later on the show. So don't feel you're being put on the spot here. All right. So WWDC, the rumors were that we're going to see updates to MacBooks, MacBook Pro, etc. with KB Lake processors. What do you think? Probably. Okay. I don't know. I don't know any more than that. Yeah. Being honest, you, you, you were trying to lead me into a long discussion here, and, and I'm afraid I just don't have much to say. Yeah, they're going to update something. Hopefully, they'll come out with something a little bit better than that, um, uh, the MacBook Pro with the touch bar, which doesn't seem very popular. Um, well, it seems to be uh, selling enough to help fuel Mac sales to higher than they might have otherwise been. So some people are buying those things. Well, I think some people were buying them because they absolutely needed to get new computers because it had been so long since there had been updates. So it's a question there of need rather than desire. Yeah, it's a question of, well, uh, these days, I think more people are buying out of need than desire because from one generation of a, a laptop to another, there's not that much of a difference, is there, anymore? Not really, even if they go, for example, to the KB Lake processor for the MacBook Pro. The performance differences are overall marginal, which has been true with a lot of Intel hardware, but there's some other stories about that that maybe we can go into. Got more to come. We have Kirk McElhern. Go to Kirkville.com, checking out as the iTunes guy over at Macworld. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Neighbors, I want to tell you about my favorite graphics app. It's the award-winning Graphic Converter. You know, Graphic Converter is the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features. And most important, it's easy to use. It's also far less expensive than that other app that you can only get by subscription. You know, the one I'm talking about. What's more, you can get 20% off with your order right now. So write this down to learn about Graphic Converter. Go to www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Let me spell that www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed, it's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do 
do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. Love or loathe him, Donald J. Trump is our 45th president. There is no denying now that Trump will go down in history, both despised and admired. Commemorate Trump's presidency with your very own Trump Silver Bust from TrumpSilverStatue.com. This museum-quality heirloom Trump Silver Statue bust is hand-cast from 20 troy ounces of silver, a great investment. From TrumpSilverStatue.com. Loathed or loved, own a valuable piece of Trump's legacy. Get your solid silver Trump bust today at TrumpSilverStatue.com. Are you happy washing your hands with harsh chemicals? Are you happy doing laundry with detergents? Are you happy paying high prices? Find your happiness with Pure Soap. These all-natural, earth-friendly Pure Soaps are the very best you've ever used. Buy in bulk. Get a 12, 36, or 48-month supply. Or get items individually and still save big. You're getting soap products twice as good as what you're using now. Earth-friendly and natural soaps. Your family deserves the best. Happiness is 5starsoap.com. Why not put your money up the drain for a change? See them at 5starsoap.com or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Cal Bend Soap Company can save you thousands of dollars and give you good old-fashioned real soaps that are triple concentrated. Soaps made from vegetable and coconut oils. See their full selection of soaps at 5starsoap.com. That's F-I-V-E starsoap.com. Or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. I'm Rick Osick, president of Famous Footwear. Did you know that premature birth is the number one killer of babies in the United States? Or that survivors can face a lifetime of serious health problems? But you can help. Join me and Famous Footwear for the March for Babies Walk. We'll work together to raise funds for research and programs that help the March of Dimes fight premature birth and birth defects and improve the health of moms and babies. Start your team today at marchforbabies.org. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow Night Owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. Before we get on with our friend Kirk McElhern, this is the absolute best way for you neighbors to support the Tech Night Owl Live. The best way, go to plus.technightowl.com for information about Tech Night Owl Plus. This is where you get the commercial-free version of this show. You pay a modest monthly, weekly, annual, five-year lifetime subscription rate. And if you're thinking about lifetime, well, this show has been on the air since 2002. So we're going nowhere, which may have a double meeting. I don't know. But See, Kirk just dropped everything when I said that. Did you hear that? No, I just, I just banged my glass of club soda with lime juice into my teacup which is sitting on a table next to my desk. And what else is in that lime juice? Hmm. Uh, just lime juice. Uh, it, it, it's after five o'clock here where I am. So it could be something else, but it's not. <laughs> 
Go to plus.technightowl.com. Okay, he's putting down his glass of some strange liquid substance. Club soda and lime juice. Tell me you I don't believe drink club you. soda and lime juice. All right. Well, this is so funny with a disconnect that we've heard about the updates for Mac. So where are all those updates? Come on, come on. Every year, Intel releases another core processor, you know, sixth generation, seventh, whatever it is. And the performance differences are marginal. That's a little more power efficient. You can measure the performance improvement, but you could measure it and maybe not detect it. It takes like three, four years before you see a significant difference. So KB Lake, they all ragged on Apple because they didn't have KB Lake silicon when the MacBook Pro was announced last fall, except that the quad-core KB Lake processors weren't shipping yet. So how does Apple ship a computer with a processor that does not exist? So, Well, don't they have a feature in macOS called Time Machine? Yeah, but this is not the TARDIS. This is... Oh, I thought maybe they would be able to do something like that. Well, that's a new development, a new feature coming from the Mac, the Mac TARDIS. You thought Doctor Who was just fake, right? No. Time, space, other dimensions, the multiverse, the TARDIS. It's funny. He always goes back through time, Doctor Who, or forward through time to another planet. I don't think he crosses dimensional barriers. Doctor Who fans, correct me if I'm wrong. You're not a Doctor Who fan, are you? Uh, Not at all. I think the guy who's doing him now has the right attitude, a guy named Peter Capaldi. Wake me up when you're finished with this. You may now wake up. I I can't tell you how much I don't care about Doctor Who. I mean, really. I just think it's... I I have never seen a TV show more childish than that, a TV show destined for adults. Okay. Back to Mac updates. Exactly. Let's go back to Mac updates. Okay. So... They're even saying maybe the MacBook Air, but isn't Apple kind of trying to give up on that? Yeah, that's a good question because the Air and the 12-inch MacBook sort of overlap in being very light, thin computers. The problem with the MacBook Air is that it doesn't have a Retina display, which the 12-inch MacBook does. Um, however, it has normal USB ports and, and connectivity that is probably what people prefer. So it's kind of a tough trade-off. I mean, I have a a two-year-old 12-inch MacBook. Um, I very much like it. A lot of people complain about the keyboard. I find the keyboard is is quite good. Um, the, the, the single USB port is a bit irksome, but I've got dongles. And since it's my second computer, I don't use a whole lot. Um, it doesn't really bother me. If I did use this a lot, if I went out on the road, I probably wouldn't like it as much because of all the dongles. It um, depends, I think, on what you do on the road. I think for most people, if you're just going to be connected wirelessly and you only need to plug in the charger or occasionally stick a external hard drive in there for a quick backup, I think it's fine. I think a lot of people are in that situation. Whereas, you know, someone like me, I want to record something. Well, I've got one plug, so I need a dongle. So that might be a sacrifice. Or if I can do it between charges, I don't know. With me, I think I could do it, but 12 inches is a little small for me. Well, you know, I thought that originally because I, I'd been using a 13-inch MacBook Air before I got this, and it's not that small. Um, yeah, compared uh, to 13 an inch, but the last MacBook a, Pro I have here is a 17-inch. I'm just comparing it to the MacBook Air. 
I'm not comparing it to the big MacBook Pro. Um, because if you buy one of these, you're, you're essentially buying it for the weight and, and the thickness. Uh, I've had several MacBook Airs. Um, I had one in 2008 when it first came out. And basically, until I bought this in 2015, I think I had three different MacBook Airs over that period. I really like that form factor, even if I don't carry it with me a lot. I like that it's really light. If I had to choose between the 12-inch MacBook and a 13-inch MacBook Air with a Retina display, I would get the MacBook Air. I, I prefer the form factor, the extra connectivity, assuming that if they did add a Retina display, they would have the same connectivity. The MacBook Air still has a MagSafe um, charger connection, which is just brilliant as well. Right, but if Apple makes the 13-inch MacBook Air possess a Retina display, it becomes equivalent in some respects, to a 13-inch MacBook. And I assume well, that's the thing. that the MacBook the, the question, was meant to be, ultimately, if they can bring the price down to a more reasonable level, meant to be the replacement. Exactly. Um, the question is, which of these two product lines is going to continue going forward? Is it going to be the 12-inch MacBook, of which there's just the single model, or is it going to be the 13-inch MacBook Air, Oh, that's right. They used to have the 11-inch MacBook Air, and they don't anymore. So they only have it the 13-inch. It went to the educational market. That's it. That's right. And they there are two versions of the 13-inch MacBook Air. It's the same processor, but you either get 128 or 256 gigabytes of storage. Um, that's the only difference. Everything is the sa- everything else is the same, same amount of RAM and, and all that. So it's really a question of which of these product lines they're going to continue. I, I hope they do continue with the thinner, lighter laptop product line, one or the other. It was a huge improvement. Remember when this came out, Steve Jobs took it out of a, an envelope. It was so thin. That was a very brilliant presentation. It was also um, $17.99 to buy one then. Remember the original price? Yeah, it was $17.99. And someone I was working for, uh, back in the day when you had an Apple developer account, it was more expensive um, than the hundred dollars it is now, but you also had a number of discounts on computers. I believe it was like 20%. And I was working for a company doing some writing work and the boss of the company, um, said, you know, if I ever wanted a Mac, he could get a discount. So I asked him to get me this one on a discount. I obviously wanted to get the 1799 one, not the 3899, which had the SSD. And when I got it, it had the SSD in it and he had sent it to me as a gift. Um, so I had boy, first- he's a nice guy. And what happened to him? Um, he's doing fine. So I had one of the first Macs with the SSD. That was the first Mac that had an SSD. It was a 60 gigabyte SSD. It wasn't very big, but it was actually sufficient for everything other than music back in the day. And it was incredible how fast it was and obviously quiet because no moving parts. But it was almost twice as much. I'm not sure the exact price, but it was almost twice the price to get the SSD in it. And of course, now you look at the, the price of the computers and you've got a 512 gigabyte SSD for about the same price. Well, that's the thing here. How low can Apple make the MacBook price? Let's go to more of this with Kirk McElhern. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night How Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. 
with the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Being self-reliant is about being prepared and to do what you need to have your own source of renewable energy. Portable Solar LLC offers the most powerful EMP-hardened solar system on the market that is transportable from place to place, and the best part, it's very affordable. Contact them at PortableSolarLLC.com or call for details at 972-575-8875. SolArc EMP-hardened solar generator, energy insurance for your family or business. Call Portable Solar LLC today or go to PortableSolarLLC.com to check out their patent-pending technology. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you. People seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-765-9681 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-765-9681. Again, that's 800-765-9681. Hi, my name is Lee, and for 10 years I've suffered from ulcerative colitis. I've taken prednisone, ibuprofen, and many other prescription drugs and never saw any improvement. I tried salmon oils and flaxseed oils, but only burped them up, and they did not seem to help. Then I learned from an acquaintance who healed her rheumatoid arthritis by using Andrea seed oils. I was so inspired to try them, I began taking Andrea's flaxseed, seed blend, black cumin, and coriander seed oils. In five months, the swelling in my hands was so reduced, I was able to see my knuckles for the first time in five years. I've been off all medications for 13 months, and by using only Andrea seed oils, my colitis is controlled, and the arthritis pain in my knees is also reduced, and my inflammation is zero, and so many other benefits. A patent-pending process has been developed which results in seed oils that have virtually zero oxidation and are structurally intact. Now, the full healing power of seed oils is available to you via the Andrea seed oils. Call Synergistic Nutrition at 888-988-3325 or visit sacredseedoils.com. That's sacredseedoils.com. What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. 
So as we predict things that you listeners may know about by the time you hear this show, let's just do a little bit more of it. WWDC predictions. And I want to talk about something that Kirk picked up from another blog about where are the Mac leaks? We're not seeing as many, especially about stuff coming at WWDC. So the question here is how low can Apple make prices? And let me give you some examples. So the MacBook Air was $117.99, and now you get a better model for $9.99. At one time, the price of the first MacBook Pro with Retina display 2012 was roughly within $100 of the price of the current model. But the current model is several hundred dollars more than its predecessor. So over the period from 2012 through 2015, Apple lopped several hundred dollars off the purchase price. The MacBook premiered at $1299 US in 2015, got an update in 2016. Maybe there'll be an update at WWDC. Can Apple knock 100 or 200 from that price? If past is precedent, maybe. Uh, I would I would like to see that, yeah. The, again, the question is, do they use the MacBook Air, which is thicker and a bit heavier than the 12-inch MacBook, or do they continue with the 12-inch MacBook? You know, there are all sorts of issues involving battery life for the display, uh, for a retina display, et cetera. They can certainly get the MacBook down to 1000 you know, 999 if they want, they make a lot of money off of this. It's it's not a question even of Apple wanting to be affordable. They don't because their profit margin is so high. They could be a lot more affordable. Yes, but as you progress with something like a MacBook and production lines continue to crank them out, the cost of building them That's true. is reduced. So ultimately, they've covered the cost of the initial design, R&D, and the setting up of the factories and now just pumping in new chips every year or so is easy so yes is it is it that easy because some of the components might not be exactly the same and might need then the motherboard might might need to have changes well sometimes with intel yeah you might have to do some optimization there but it's not like a major redesign and maybe the pinouts are different so the pinouts are different like on these new core i9 processors you know they have up to 18 cores by the way folks so that might be a different pinout so if apple wanted to put that say in an imac they'd have to have different motherboards for each one no i understand that but the the cost of doing that is shouldn't be that high it's a normal process over the years you know it doesn't seem like that's going to represent much of a difference. It's covering the initial R&D cost and setting up the manufacturing lines and everything else. And it's going to be, I think, like the MacBook Pro. I think the MacBook Pro with Touch Bar will, over time, get cheaper in the same way for the same reasons. Yeah, I think it will. But the question is, how low does Apple want to go? Do they want enough of a price differential that it dissuades people from buying the MacBook Pro? Because you can... No, no, no. I'm not thinking of that. I'm thinking of the MacBook Pro will ultimately become cheaper. The MacBook will become cheaper. The MacBook ultimately will exist in the line maybe at $999, and there'll be no more MacBook Air. That's going to be ancient history. Or maybe they'll that's funnel possible. that all to the educational environment, and that's it. Unless they want to sell it for $799. Yeah. Currently, you've got a, a 13-inch MacBook without touch bar for $1299, which is the price of the entry-level 12-inch MacBook. 
Um, that has obviously. to get less. Exactly. That has to go down in price. Yeah. It's inevitable. And because, because the Touch Bar um, MacBook Pro, the 13-inch Touch Bar MacBook Pro, goes for 1800 or 2000 and that's just too expensive these days for a laptop. You know, people are comparing that to the cost of a, a Chromebook. Um, they're comparing it to the cost of an iPad, even, and it's just too expensive. Well, we said the same thing in 2012, because the prices weren't that different. Think of the price of the original MacBook Pro with Retina display. Go back to 2012, look at the prices within $100 of today's MacBook Pro with Touch Bar. I don't think you remember, but look back. Look at well, where I'm the looking. MacBook if, Air if started just, at seventeen ninety nine. If you can just talk a little bit more, I'll let you know because I'm looking in this. There's a wonderful app called Mac Tracker, which lists all sorts of information um, about uh, Apple products, every Apple product. And you're right; it started at twenty one ninety nine back then, the original Retina display, um, which is pretty expensive. But all computers have gotten less expensive. That was five years ago. All computer prices have gone down. Exactly. Well, let's just see where Apple takes it. I assume there's a long-range plan there, and it's not to keep the prices higher. You, so, you move one year later to February 23, and it's $1,700. So that's a big drop um, year on year for the for the Retina display. No, no, no. I made a mistake. The The price I gave you before was the 15-inch. I'm sorry. The 13-inch was $1,699, and the year later it was $1,699. The 15-inch was $2,199. So it wasn't that much expensive. Um, so we're looking at sixteen ninety nine back then. We're looking at nineteen ninety nine. Uh, well, seventeen ninety nine for the starting touch bar. I guess with inflation, that's fair. But we are I used said to hundred dollars different down. from the original price. Right, but we're used to the, we're used to the prices going down. I mean, if you look at the um, late two thousand thirteen uh, MacBook Pro Retina, it was only twelve ninety nine. Um, the starting price. So the prices have been going down for a while. And then the touch bar, of course, changed that. Well, I see maybe the things will change as we go along. All things right, let's always get, change. That's right. Will there be a new iPad introduction at WWDC? They're talking again about 10 and a half inch iPads with edge edge display. They had that rumor earlier this year. And then what happened? Well, Apple came out with a so-called fifth-generation iPad at 329, which was basically the iPad Air, not the Air 2, the iPad Air with some new silicon inside, fundamentally, at the cheaper price. And what that did is it made the mainstream iPad a lot less expensive and probably made it possible for Apple to sell them to school systems for the low 200s. Yeah, I'd be a bit surprised if Apple actually had three or even four different sized iPads. There's been talk about um, them getting rid of the iPad mini, which would really be a shame. But for them to have three iPads at 9.7, what was it, 10.5 and then 12.9? That doesn't make sense. However, if you have the 12.9 inch display, is that 10.5 diagonal? I'm I'm looking on Apple's site and, and I really can't find um, anything specific about the, the diagonal of the display, not the diagonal of the entire device. So if you have an edge-to-edge display, is it going to be the same size as the 12.9? So basically, it's a smaller iPad, but it's not an intermediate size. Well, it's supposed to be edge-to-edge. Right. And so what I'm saying is that might just replace the 12.9 because it would be the same size display as what the 12.9 had. I can't see them having three different sizes because there's so little difference between them. Or 
No, I still think for ten and a half is going to have less screen real estate. I really do. Well, if it's edge to edge, it's going to at least be edge to edge on the sides when you're looking in portrait mode. It can't be edge to edge vertically because you need um, the microphone on the top. You need the home button on the bottom. Well, of course, unless they put the home button embedded in the display. That's, of course, what Apple is supposed to be doing with this alleged and or rumored iPhone 8 that's expected this fall. Yeah, we don't know about that. Well, I will say this. There's one industry pundit, he or she shall not be named, who says Apple's going to show this off at WWDC and therefore completely gut sales of the iPhone. That's really smart because even now, Tim Cook claims that anticipation, all the rumors about the next iPhone may have hurt sales some in the last quarter. I don't know, but there's been a heck of a lot of speculation. And that's an interesting point here before we go on. Doesn't look like a huge amount of speculation about WWDC. And this refers to an article from one of your colleagues, but something I think a lot of us have wondered about. Where are the leaks? More to come on the Tech Night Out Live. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA Pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready-to-eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at FullyCookedBacon.com. FullyCookedBacon.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com, a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting, providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. GCNTelecare.com, virtual care anywhere. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon you'll need a plan and place to survive. 
Forget bunkers. You're not a live underground gopher. You need survivalist camps. The ultimate fully functional off the grid mobile survival bug out house that's well equipped and custom built to outlast any other RV or trailer. Bold statement? You bet. See them now at survivalistcamps.com. That's survivalistcamps.com. Trust your family survival to survivalistcamps.com. Have you ever thought you'd like to flip houses but didn't know how or where to get the money? Are you ready to be your own boss so you can start living the good life? Hi, I'm Preston Neely. I used to be so broke. I had my electricity turned off nine times, but I figured out a way to quit my job and find financial freedom in real estate. For a limited time, I want to send you a free copy of my smash hit selling book, How to Get Rich in Real Estate. It shows you how to copy exactly what I did so you can make money from the comfort of your own home without even doing any manual labor. I've already given away 5,000 books and they're going fast. To get one before they're gone, call 1-800-958-6936. Listen, if you're sick and tired of stressing about money, this book could change your life. It's short, fun to read, easy to understand, and awesome. To find out how to get your free book while supplies last, call 1-800-958-6936. Call 1-800-958-6936. 1-800-958-6936. We use cell phones against our heads every day. But now, a landmark U.S. government study confirms increased health risks from exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The time to protect yourself is now. The solution is Defender Shield. Proudly made in the USA, Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation emitted from cell phones, tablets, and laptops. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. Use discount code DEFENDER for 10% off. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in EMF radiation protection. Live with Gene Steinberg, it's the Tech Night Owl, because you never know what's going to happen next. So by now, if there's going to be a new MacBook, MacBook Pro lineup. We're seeing only vague hints, one being that the shipping times for the MacBook Pro are delayed until after the WWDC keynote, but nothing said about the 13-inch version or the MacBook. We're seeing very little speculation about what's going to come in iOS 11 and macOS 10. whatever, or would it be macOS 11? I don't know bring the model numbers in line. We see very little speculation about that. So what's going on here? Are the Mac rumor sites losing their access? I don't think so. I think what's happening is, let me posit something that most of the weeks that we get about Apple products are intentional weeks that Apple seeds. Um, I don't think a lot of people actually leak information the way we think about it, you know, this happens all the time in every industry and in politics. People call journalists and say, I've got some information from you. You can't give an attribution, just say senior White House official, that kind of thing. Except, of course, now we have somebody who says that all news without a source, a named source is fake news. Yeah, well, let's avoid that. Apple seeds these leaks at certain times to generate buzz and to make people speculate, and they give out the information in dribs and drabs. And we haven't been seeing this recently. Now, we 
there there is information that Apple is planning to release or at least announce new hardware. But we haven't seen any leaks. The only leak that came out was about this um, Siri speaker. And people have been talking about this for a while. And it's obvious that Apple wanted to leak this in advance of next week's presentation because it's going to get Amazon and Google a little bit worried and it's going to get journalists excited for it. And, you know, this is the point of doing these leaks. I'm surprised that there are fewer that, – that there seem to be fewer leaks than there have been in the past. We're used to seeing a lot of leaks at this time of year before anything is going to come out and be announced at WWDC. You know, because generally new laptops are uh, announced or released um, in the spring or or at the beginning of the summer, so they can be available for school in the fall. Not always, but very often. And the same with with the iPad. G- given what Apple's been announcing recently, their their timing and all this, it does seem like it's a good time for them to come out with some new products. And there aren't many leaks, and there could be two things: that Apple's not releasing anything or announcing anything important. Or that Apple is just stopping these leaks and doesn't want to create the kind of buzz and expectation because a lot of times the bar is very high and then people become disappointed. When the MacBook Pro with the touch bar came out, there was a lot of disappointment. I think people were expecting something, you know, more pro and they didn't get it. And I think it, in many ways for Apple, it makes sense to not get people too excited so that when they open the presents under the tree on Christmas, um, they're not disappointed by what's there. So it's a case here of going in with lower expectations, making it easier to exceed them. Exactly. That's what I think. So maybe we'll see some surprising things, but that also may explain the theory here, which is that a lot of the rumors you see are from Apple. On the other hand, we're still getting tons about this alleged iPhone 8. And that kind of makes sense because that's what Apple, that's where Apple makes most of their money. So they are going to keep leaking as much as possible. You know, Apple has a couple of products that haven't been updated for a long time. The last um, iMac is getting on two years since the last update. And this is something that they're really going to have to update soon. The, the the iPhone, everyone knows it's going to come out in the fall because they're on this one-year cycle, which seems immutable now. But for the other products, they're not. And you can't avoid the speculation about the iPhone, particularly because this will be the 10th anniversary of the iPhone. But for the other products, you know, these are products, some of them that do need updates. The Mac Mini, um, you know, we've talked about the Mac Pro. I don't know. It's 1,200 days since it was up, since it was released. Um, and the iMac getting on two years, that's a long time for Apple's flagship desktop computer to not be updated. And the very important point here about the iMac, Apple has made this promise of professional features, and I assume this is going to be a high-end configuration. So it'll be the same iMac you have now with minor processor updates, whatever. And there'll be configurations with chips more designed for pro users. And then we read Intel's got this i9 chip with multiple cores, up to 18 cores. There are 16-core chips coming from AMD. And that raises the possibility, well, you know, some said Apple could use Intel Xeon chips in an iMac, and I suppose they can, but then they have to use ECC memory, which costs a lot more money. So this would be something that would be natural upgrades, faster chips. The only thing is the fastest i9 chips from Intel require liquid cooling. Did you read about that? No, I don't I don't pay too much attention on, on the chip side. If you're going to have a high-end 
iMac is going to have better graphics, going to have a faster CPU. That's going to be the fundamental point of it. Obviously, it'll probably have similar pinouts for USB-C, Thunderbolt 3, that kind of stuff. There'll be changes there. But if you're going to have pro features, it's what's going to be inside that counts. When I bought my um, Retina iMac, which is what I'm on right now, it's late 2014, I got the best model I could. I got um, the 4 gigahertz processor. I got the AMD Radeon R9 graphics card with 4 gigabytes of memory. Um, I got an SSD, and, and I maxed out the RAM aftermarket because I knew that it would make sense to not go cheap and plan to update sooner. Um, so, so now I'm looking at a computer that just runs fine, and, and I can't even see what would it change if I had 18 cores, you know. Who who needs a computer with 18 cores? I know you're going to say, what's his name said, who needs 64 megabytes of RAM back no, in the day? No, I won't. Today, what I'll say is, if you have... If you're and, editing video. If you're editing video, if you're doing math, you're doing science, then you will have apps, very few apps, that require this. It is obviously something that people don't need. I mean, right now, you the 2015 iMac is a very minor processor update in the 2014. The only difference is it has the display with the wider color gamut, like the HDR. That's about it. Slightly better color. Otherwise, the performance difference between 2014 and 15 is very, very slight. The other thing being the 2015 was cheaper. Apple brought the price down pretty darn quickly with that. But as you say, You've got enough performance. The processor on these iMacs with 4 gigahertz, they exceed the performance of the Mac Pro up to 4 they cores. Do, yeah. Up to yeah. quad cores. The Mac Pro only comes into its own when you get beyond that. Again, a small number of apps. But if Apple wants to cater a little bit more to professional users, give them an option. Here's the option. We'll give you faster processors. Other things catering to professional users. So that might be part of it right there. Yeah, but what other things are catering to professional users? Well, okay, let's see. Twin SSDs that can be run as a RAID drive. I don't know. That's a possibility. SSDs are fast enough that that putting in um, RAID for speed probably wouldn't make that much of a difference. It's cheaper to have two one terabyte SSDs than one two because it? it doesn't scale up quite as well. I didn't it's know. Close. That. Okay. It is close. It's the, the other. The only things I can think of is um, you know the video card. So the, my iMac and the current top of the line um, iMac support uh, an external display. Um, maybe there's people who need two displays, but you know every time you look for a use case like that, you're whittling down. To, to a tiny, tiny fraction of users. I, I can't see that many pro features. You know, the, the Thunderbolt 3, perhaps, I, I don't know about you, but I don't believe that Thunderbolt is worth spending money on. I, I bought into Steve Jobs saying how great Thunderbolt 1 was, and I bought a couple of Thunderbolt devices, and they weren't that good. Um, you know, USB 3 is faster. Right, but Intel is putting Thunderbolt standard in new CPUs. 
So they're pushing Thunderbolt. Well, fine, but then you've still got to buy an external device that's a lot more expensive to support Thunderbolt. The cables are very expensive. Um, I just don't see it being worthwhile. Again, the, the small fraction of users who edit video, those are the people who need a lot of bandwidth in and out of their computers to their drives. That's the only use case where you actually need Thunderbolt. Um, Th Thunderbolt, for me, if I'm backing up files or you know, I, I've got my music library on an external, I absolutely don't need it. It doesn't change anything. It's just overpriced. Um, so graphics cards, you know, small fraction of people, Thunderbolt 3, um, small fraction of users, faster processors, again, rendering video, maybe 3D rendering. It's very, very few applications that, that need that. More to come on the Tech Night More Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists, get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and sling bows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow, a new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Welcome back to Tech Night Out Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, it's Uncle Gene. Yeah, it's him. We have Kirk McElhern. I'm Gene Steinberg, and we're speculating here about what the next iMac might be like. But Apple says Pro Features. So what are you doing about Pro Features? Well, I don't know. You have a faster processor, better graphics. You are going to take some of the potential audience away, maybe from a Mac Pro, which may be ultimately what Apple is hoping for, that eventually if they offer enough Pro Features in iMac, 
they won't need to offer a Mac Pro in the future, but right now they're going to do it. You know what I would like in the iMac? Um, I would like it to be smaller. I'm sitting in front of a 27-inch display, and, and I don't really need a 27-inch display. The problem is that the 21.5-inch iMac is really underpowered. But you've got this big aluminum bit on the bottom, you know, on the front where the Apple logo is. It's like three inches high. And then you've got a black bezel around the display, which is, what, about an inch and a half. I would like to see them lop an inch off the bezels and get rid of that aluminum bit on the bottom. I would like to see this have less of a presence on my desk. It takes up too much space, and obviously just shaving off a few inches doesn't make that much of a difference. But the perception of the amount of space that this takes up with the extra space for what's around the display, you know, when you look at a 4K TV today that has a one-inch bezel, why can't Apple do that on an iMac? Why not? Well, maybe Apple is preparing some modifications to the form factor. We don't know. It's possible at this point. There's going to be something else, but Apple's not saying. They're just saying pro features. Speaking of which, Mac Pro, is there any possibility? Again, everything we say is probably going to be wrong because of the proximity of the event. Boy, that's big words there. Any possibility here that Apple will show a work in progress for the next Mac Pro? No, because they were so embarrassed about what they did with the previous Mac Pro that they had to come out and basically do a mea culpa. And then they said, well, it's going to take us at least a year. They don't want to start teasing people and saying, well, yeah, next year you might get something like this. Because at the WWDC, they are talking to pro users. And one of the use cases for faster processors is developers who use Xcode, which does use a lot of processing power when you're compiling an app. So if Apple were to come out and tease a pro computer that these people can't have, that would be a big mistake. But remember here that the 2013 Mac Pro was demonstrated. Only then they said the shipping date would be the end of the year. So if they came up and said, this is the Mac Pro that's coming, we promised you it's going to be coming, and it will be here the first part of 2018, would that be very different? I don't think so. Well, again, didn't they present the last Mac Pro at the WWDC as well, and it only shipped at the end of the year? Exactly. That's why I said A lot of people were annoyed like that because it only started shipping like the last few days of December. So it just barely fit before the end of the year. And then it wasn't widely available for months. Yeah. Well, I understand the problem there that maybe that was promising too much too little. On the other hand here, Apple has already said it won't come this year. So if they show something... The only thing they'll get out of that is, hey, look, we're serious. Here it is. Here's the potential for it. That's all. It's not going to change anything because nobody's expecting it this year. Yeah, but I think when your your top-of-the-line pro computer is three years old at three-year-old prices and you're talking to the type of developers who need a better pro computer, um, it would just be taunting them to do that. Remember, when when that Mac Pro came out, people were generally pretty satisfied with the cheese grater Mac Pro, um, which had fast processors, and and you could put a lot of RAM in it easily. So while it was a big difference, people weren't unhappy with what they had, whereas now they are because um, it's been more than three years. And remember that the cheese grater Mac Pro was updated several times. Well, I can predict the marketing. I hope Apple understands what the impact will be 
and that they'll do something that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I'm just looking at um, Mac Tracker again for the Mac Pro. The first one was released in August 2006. It got updated in April 2007, January 2008, March 2009, July 2010, um, and June 2012. So it was getting regular updates throughout, unlike the the late 2013 Mac Pro, which is um, you know more than three years old. So you're, you're dealing with a, pro- a a product that had been around for for many years and that had regular updates, whereas um, the garbage, the trash can Mac Pro. Um, I think is, you meant the garbage. Well, I didn't, you know, we talked about this many times. I had one for a while um, and I did like it, um, but I'm not a pro user. I bought it because it looked cool, let's be honest. Um, I, think, I think Apple's treading on thin ice if they start teasing things like that. But that's, you know, that's just me. I, I'm... Um, it could be that part of this reduction of leaks is also a change in the way Apple is going to be presenting things. Um, you know, they've been criticized for a lot of things lately, and they, I don't think they expected to be criticized for the MacBook Pro with the touch bar. I think they expected everyone to say how cool it was. I think they were really, really surprised by that. And I think that's made them think a bit um, about being a little more careful and assuming that everyone's going to just love what they come out with. Well, maybe they also learn what they need to do with future models. That's all. Well, they need future models that people want. You think? Well, people uh, do want that. Still, I mean, Mac sales were up in the March quarter, too. So, you know, people did want it. I think the bigger problem with the MacBook Pro was the price. I think otherwise it would have been an incremental upgrade except for the new case design, the slightly slimmer and slightly lighter form factor. I think the touch bar is, you know, uh, mixed feelings about that. But otherwise, I think the price is what kind of did it in to some degree. I don't know to what extent. If sales are still good, what do we know? Well, I looked at it, and and I think at the time we discussed, you know, I I do write about these things, so it's good for me to have the latest um, hardware. And I saw the price and I said, no, I'm just not going to do it. You see, you're just basically agreeing and, with and, what and I said. I the price, and, if that thing was all, maybe $200 less, do you think you would have been more inclined to buy one? Perhaps. Because my, my assumption is that I can sell my existing laptop, my my 12-inch MacBook. This would have been six months ago. It would have been a year and a half old. It would have had some value. Um Two, three hundred dollars less the equivalent here in in pounds, um, I might have gone for it. But I think that just crossed the line and it was just too much. I but again, believe- it's not that I need it. It's more that I want to have the technology. Um, that's a big difference between people who need a new computer because they haven't upgraded in a while. Uh, you, you know, us journalists, when we buy computers, it's very often more for wanting to have the technology than actually needing it. Siri speaker. Really? It doesn't sound to me, if it's going to happen, that a WWDC is the right venue for something like that. It's a consumer product. Even if it's much better, hugely better than the Amazon Echo or Amazon Echo show. If it's much better, much better idea, why there? 
Well, the WWDC is a developer conference, and if they're releasing it or announcing it at the WWDC, it's because there's going to be some way that developers can interact with it. You know, Amazon's Echo, I don't have any of these devices, by the way. The, the Amazon Echo has a thing called skills, which are like uh, ways that you can hook into different things and apps and hardware devices, uh, you know, smart home devices. And I'm guessing that Apple would do the same thing with a Siri speaker. Uh, so basically, they'll be able to sell apps for the Siri speaker device, and this will integrate in various ways. So they might be presenting it at the WWDC to get developers interested to develop things for it. That's a possibility. I can see that. We've got more to come, and we're trying to figure out what Apple's up to. With Kirk McElhern and Gene Steinberg on the Tech Night Out Live. Neighbors, I want to tell you about my favorite graphics app. It's the award-winning Graphic Converter. You know, Graphic Converter is the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features. And most important, it's easy to use. It's also far less expensive than that other app that you can only get by subscription. You know, the one I'm talking about. What's more, you can get 20% off with your order right now. So write this down to learn about Graphic Converter. Go to www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Let me spell that. www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed, it's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. Lifetime Grazed 100% grass-fed beef has the health benefits you seek. When compared to conventional beef, it offers good fats while virtually eliminating the bad. That's the result of cattle who never eat grain, ever. Rich in antioxidants, including vitamin E, C, beta-carotene, and CLA. No artificial hormones, antibiotics, or other drugs. For all our fresh, non-cooked products with only 100% grass-fed beef, go to MidasResources.com. Use voucher code GCN to get 30% off your order. MidasResources.com or find us on Facebook. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. There's no reason why you shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. And I'm going to give you a free copy of my lecture that tells you exactly how to do it. In fact, after you've lived a long and healthy life, there should be only two documents in your medical chart, a birth certificate and a death certificate. I'm Dr. Wallach with a warning. If you have a four-inch medical chart, 
If you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol, high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, and other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. My free lecture is going to reveal what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally, and it's all in my free lecture called Deadly Recipe. So call toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. Again, that's toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. 1-855-79-YOUNG. By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blockit Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. A wee bit later, we'll hear from Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer with his slant on all the things that are going on in the tech world. And also, I will ask him the same question I asked Kirk before. Why are we not hearing much in the way of speculation about all this? Hmm. Doesn't seem so exciting. I mean, usually there's a ton of stuff out about WWDC. Ton of stuff. Yeah, and, and we've usually got our bingo cards ready on time. You know, we're all prepared for new software for this, new hardware for that. And this year, we just don't have much. And again, if the Siri um, speaker is just a preview for developers, then it's not even going to be released. Um, we won't even know entirely what it's going to do. David Hamilton at the Mac Observer um, said something interesting that the, the rumors are talking about a sort of surround sound effect, and he thinks it's going to be targeting Sonos. That, to me, actually makes sense, that Apple come out with a speaker that works with AirPlay and that works with Apple Music, that the Siri part is only one element of this, that you can also buy it if you don't care about Siri, but you want to have a speaker that you might want to stick in a bedroom or a kitchen or someplace else. Well, if you look at the Amazon Echo show, which I have, it looks to me like, do you remember the portable TVs you used to buy? You stick them in the kitchen somewhere. And this has a small display. That's what it looks like. It's a really bad industrial design. Well, if you have any listeners who've lived in France, they'll understand what I'm about to say. It looks like a Minitel. France developed something called the Minitel, which was, a, I believe, it was a 300-board text-only device. And they initially gave them out to everyone in the country with the idea of replacing telephone directories, paper telephone directories. And it grew over the years into a device that could have color and, and more features. And, you know, it had paid services that would be billed on your, your telephone bill. It, the, the screen sort of folded down. It was more like a cube and the screen folded down and it had a keyboard. And it the Amazon device reminded me a lot of that. Now, everybody's making a big deal about this Amazon stuff. And then I read sales reports. It came out in 2014. 
Have they given any sales numbers? No, but there are ways, I guess, people can infer sales from total Amazon sales or financials. So there are estimates out there. And the highest estimate since 2014 is 12 million as of the March quarter. And you could look it up. A few million a year, more so in the December 2016 quarter. Now, if that's the case... Because they discounted it a lot around Christmas for Prime members. Okay. They had like a $50 discount, I think, or 50 pounds here, maybe $80 in the States. It was there was a deep discount. They were giving it away. So yeah. the only way to make this happen was to give it away. People are not buying them. I mean, that's the big thing right there. People are not buying these things in any decent numbers. Apple is selling more Apple Watches. The Apple Watch is supposed to be, well, it's not doing that well. And maybe in relation to other Apple products, it's not doing that well. But it's doing well enough to be number one in its market. It's doing well enough to completely outsell something like the Amazon Echo. So this is the thing here. We've got to be like the Echo, but Amazon has been trying to sell that thing for, what, two and a half years now, and it's only selling a few million? And what about Microsoft Surface, where the sales were down 26% in the last quarter, but in the December quarter, they were selling this big Surface Studio that's supposed to be the next great thing in all-in-ones. So why does Apple have to imitate something that people aren't buying? Yeah, I was talking with someone the other day who's a a longtime Microsoft user, and he has an iPhone and an iPad now. And he was telling me this is the future. He doesn't own one, but he follows a lot of tech sites and podcasts. And I said, well, what would you do with it? Seriously. And I'm looking on Amazon's website here, and they give examples like, Alexa, what's on my calendar today? Alexa, play music. I mean, seriously, just play music. Alexa, find me a Chinese restaurant. These are things that are pretty useless that you can do with your phone. Alexa, send a message to Tom. Well, you see, the problem with the messaging is that it's only good for people who have the same device. It's not, it can't be used. It's not compatible with other systems. All right, just a minute here. Hold on. Siri, find me an Indian restaurant near me. I can help you find restaurants if you turn on location services. Go Uh, to location services. It is on. (laughs) It's, It's drunk. Siri, find me a Chinese restaurant near me. See, this is the thing. I I find Siri useless. Okay, location settings, it's done, but it's still saying to turn on. I know a lot of people who who are successful with Siri, but the last time I used it um, was some months ago. I said, Siri, set a timer for 15 minutes. I had something in the oven. It said, okay, I'll remind you in 15 minutes. It didn't. My lunch was burned. So I just don't care about Siri anymore. I'm going to try it again, okay? Siri... Where's the, what the heck? It says, I'm going to try to game okay Siri. I think. sorry. Yes, you are. Siri, you, just a minute. Siri, what are you drinking? Who, me? You know, there's one thing I really dislike. Siri, do you have a drug addiction? I've never really thought about it. I think that stuff is just stupid. So I'm going to try, I I don't have Siri that speaks, so I'm going to try and ask the question. Find me a Chinese restaurant near me. All right. Searching. Okay, check it out. 13 results. Three miles away, four miles away, three miles away. I didn't realize there were so many Chinese restaurants. So it actually worked. Once I asked, where can I get a beer? And it sent me to something like in London. London's 120 miles away or something. 
So in any case, I find this useless. I'm not convinced that this is something that's going to work in the home. One of the problems is that it's a single person device. But if you have more than one person in your family, you can't say, Siri, send a message to Tom if the, the husband knows Tom and the wife doesn't, right? It's only one person's account who can be set up at the time. Now, I believe that Google's home is going to be able to recognize different voices and solve that problem. But even, I just don't find this, if you're going to do these things, you're going to do them on your phone. You see, that's the big thing here. What does a Siri speaker or whatever the heck this is do that you can't do on your iPhone or your iPad? It doesn't do anything unless it's a good sounding speaker. So the Amazon devices, um, the Echo is the tall one with the speaker and the Echo Dot, you plug an external speaker into it. I think it has a small speaker so you can hear it, but it's not for listening to music. If if Apple does come out some, with something and has a better sounding speaker, people might buy it to listen to music. As I said earlier, if it was interfacing via AirPlay with your computer or if it can hook into Apple Music, then the interest there is to have a device that plays things. And it could be that Apple might release something like that knowing that, well, the Siri – element might not be the selling point, but the speaker might be. So you might get people to buy it and eventually find that they do find Siri useful. But I, I just don't understand this concept of this type of device. So Kirk McElhern, where do we find more of your stuff? You can check out my website. It's called Kirkville. That's kirkville.com. And you can find me at Macworld, where I am the iTunes guy and write about iTunes and many other things. And eventually I'll get Siri to work and realize location services are operative. Kirk McElhern, thanks for joining us in the Tech Night Out Live. Thanks again, Gene. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. In these uncertain times, it makes sense to have a sustainable backup method to cook food and boil water. If your current plan includes using a fuel-burning stove or cooking over an open fire, then there's a much better way. The Miniman Rocket Stove is a biomass-burning cooking stove that only requires small quantities of sticks and twigs for fuel. The Miniman Stove is easy to use, smokeless, portable, powerful, and sustainable. For the finest in survival cooking stoves and fire starters made right here in the USA, go to MinutemanStove.com. That's MinutemanStove.com. Prepared for the next disaster with the Shelter Pod. The Shelter Pod is a large, all-season, heavy-duty, quick-deploy shelter. The Shelter Pod system can be set up in 30 seconds and includes an emergency medical kit, water filter, survival tools, and more. Are you prepared to take care of your family? Do you have everything in one place ready to go? Get it now or enter to win a complete Shelter Pod system at shelterpod.com. The Shelter Pod at shelterpod.com. Shelter when you need it most. Will the government protect your family from Iran and North Korea's newest weapon, EMP? We buy guns to protect ourselves, home, health, and car insurance for accidents. Maybe you also have food storage. But how would you keep your refrigerator running in a long-term EMP blackout? 
Using tested military designs, the Solark EMP-hardened solar generator protects and powers your critical appliances for years without burying items underground or wrapping them in aluminum foil. Unlike other preps, Solark is used every day to help offset your electric bill automatically. Visit PortableSolarLLC.com to learn how easily expandable the system is. Solark is the most affordable and powerful solution on the market. The whole system even fits in the back of a pickup or SUV and can install in less than an hour. See for yourself why Solark beats other off-grid systems at PortableSolarLLC.com. Don't wait for the government. Go to PortableSolarLLC.com to learn why Solark is energy insurance for your family. Warning, if you've recently declared bankruptcy, you're going to want to cover your ears because there's an alternative to bankruptcy and it could be better than you'd ever think possible. But if you've already declared bankruptcy and have missed this opportunity, you'll want to cover your ears now. Here it is. Right now, the company that has resolved more credit card debt than anyone in the U.S. may be able to settle your debt, too. You could resolve your debt with one low monthly program payment. If you call right now and qualify, Freedom Debt Relief will show you how low your monthly program payment could be for free. Call now. 1-800-660-1297. That's 1-800-660-1297. If you're struggling with debt, this could be your answer. And the bigger your debt, the more money you could save. To find out for free how much of your hard-earned money Freedom Debt Relief could help you save, call now. 1-800-660-1297. Buy, sell, makeoffer.com is better than ever. I'm Pat Matthews here to tell you that buy, sell, makeoffer.com, the revolutionary site for buying and selling anything and everything, just up the ante. Go right now to buy, sell, makeoffer.com and click the sign me up button. When you do, you'll get the first month free and then it's just $9.95 a month to be a member forever. And you don't need a credit card for the initial setup. Create your own store on the site and sell whatever you want as long as it's legal, however you want, and sell an unlimited number of items. Create your own intro video to describe what your store is all about. Use Skype to see who you're buying from or selling to. Sell unused household items, as well as antiques, cars, televisions, collectibles, real estate. The possibilities are unlimited. Use social networks to promote your store right from our site. Remember, there are never any fees, no matter how much you sell. Become a member today. I'm a member. Get all your friends to sign up, too. This could become a great business for you. Sell whatever you want for the first 30 days, free, at buysellmakeoffer.com. What are you listening to? The Tech Night Isle Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know. Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer is going to bring a reality check to our Ooh. show. Yes, you are, sir. But Ooh. first, I want to vent. May I vent? about tech support. Now, we all have problems with technical support, cable companies, cell phone providers. Have you ever dealt with AT&T technical support? Ooh, technical support. You know, I've been with AT&T since uh, the iPhone. Is that correct? Has it been longer than that? Yeah, because I was with Singular before that. Right. It became AT&T when the iPhone came out. Shortly thereafter. Shortly, shortly thereafter, yeah. It was Singular at first. Uh, Singular was the, the one company that would actually deal with. Well, their tech support yeah. these days is singularly incompetent. Now, it got worse when AT&T bought DirecTV. 
and then they had to combine the technical support. And it's gotten treacherous. So I've told part of this story last week to listeners of the Tech Night Out Live. I'm due a specific discount, supposedly, for one of my outside gigs. And I called up to get a follow-up. Long and short, as of today, I have talked with 25 different people at AT AT&T across maybe eight or 10 conversations, lasting probably four or five hours. I'm currently talking to somebody in AT&T's executive escalation department. That's a department where they supposedly provide support in the office of the CEO for people with problems that can't be resolved, allegedly. And I'll give you the name of the person. So if you want to pepper her with questions about why I'm not getting competent support, her name is Joy Van Eck. You're going for the throat, aren't you? I'm going for the throat. I won't give you her phone number. That's really going to be unprofessional. But certainly the name. They are impossible to deal with. She was getting on the phone explaining to me, well, we, of course, every time someone accesses your account, it's recorded. And she gives me the date of my last conversation. And I said, how about the eight phone conversations I had after that? And I documented which ones they were because on my iPhone, I could see when calls were placed. On my regular telephone account, it also logs it so I could see when phone calls were placed. And I said, what about these? And it went downhill from there. So allegedly, she will research those. And this is interesting. You know, they always say when you do a tech support attempt there, when you call somebody for tech support, this call may be monitored for quality control purposes, right? Which implies they record the call. So I said, if you recorded the call, why not listen to it and see what I said? And then she said, we will poll, quote unquote, the calls to find out what happened. And I gave her a list of calls that happened after she claimed I had my last conversation with them. So by next week, we may have an answer. Joy Van Eck. I can take that name and be very insulting about it. I will not give you her phone number. I'm only going to talk about her competence and her ability to resolve problems. You've never had a problem like that with AT&T where it just became impossible to deal with? Um, no, I haven't. Actually, you know, it's funny. Uh, now that you say that, I did have a billing problem and did have some issues with lower echelon people not being empowered to actually solve the problem. But I eventually got it solved and everyone was quite pleasant in the process. It took too much effort. It was super annoying. How many people did you talk to? How long did it take? It took, uh, I don't know, probably two weeks and maybe four people counting uh, local people at, uh, at an AT&T owned store. How much time did you spend doing it? Probably three hours of my life counting some, uh, some drive time. Well, here, no drive time. Five hours of my time, no drive time. 25 people. So you did maybe four people to get it resolved. But even three hours, why should you have to spend three hours of your time to deal with stuff like this? Well, this is, I mean, there's a broader conversation here. And I realize that you're you're specifically tense about your your specific and personal situation. But the the broader topic here is the state of corporate uh, support for, for large tech companies uh, as support gets it's constantly shopped out to the lowest bidder possible. 
I agree with you. This is leading to that larger conversation where AT&T is not the only large corporation with lousy support. Support gets the lowest tier. A lot of it is moved overseas to people who are barely conversant with the local language. Yep. That's a problem. Yeah, I don't like that. And I do not like that. You know, I and I wouldn't expect someone in India to be happy about getting me for phone support. <laughs> exactly. You know, there, there's there's a lot about a culture. There's a lot in a conversation between two people that is uh, that is rooted in um, uh, deeply seated cultural, um, you know, common ground. I remember one time with the Citibank, I was trying to find a place where I could d- d- a, a branch that had a coin counter so I could take in a bunch of coins for them to mechanically count it so I didn't have to roll it myself. And uh, the person I was, I was talking to, someone who I believe it was in, in, in India, and we actually had uh, great difficulty in, in, in getting the concept of, of a coin counter across. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm not disparaging um, uh, the person that I was talking to. There was just, there was just a lack of, of shared common ground here. Like, it's a person that had no idea what I was talking about. I would imagine a lot of millennials might not understand what I was talking about here in the States, too. Yes, that is a difficulty. It's not just a language barrier. It is the cultural barrier and certain questions you can never ask. And sometimes it'll be a situation where you might try to see if you can get local customer support. So if I reach somebody where I cannot bridge the language barrier, I'll say, do you have USA support, for example, or whatever country you're in? Because we are not communicating. And that makes things worse. And it's also the problem that when a large corporation merges with another large corporation, they look for savings, not synergies, savings, redundant positions. Well, we've got 10,000 support people. Let's get rid of 3,000. Yep. And as you say, let's outsource it. Yep. Yeah, that sort of rush to the bottom that, uh, you know, it's, there is, um, I am not entirely satisfied with, um, my home country, the United States, the pursuit of corporate profits at the expense of everything else. I think that we are missing something. It's not quite, it's not quite right all the time. Some places do get it right though. So, you know, there's that. Apple usually gets it right. They're better than most. Apple is a lot better than most. Yeah. I'd agree with that. And as I said, telecom companies, cable companies, Quite often, they are at the bottom of the barrel. And I don't know what it is. It may be that they're putting so much money into building out infrastructure to promoting the service. And they have to make a certain amount of profits to survive that the money left can't be allocated towards the right customer service or they have no idea how to do it. And one of the things that makes it even more difficult is this voice assistant they put on there. And I understand if you're calling tech support from a car, you don't want to have to punch buttons on your cell phone. Hopefully you have a hands-free system and you want to verbally say, I want billing support or something. And the problem is these digital assistants make Siri look like someone who is brilliant. (laughs) And that's saying a lot. There's a lot that they do well. The phone, phone trees annoy me because basically... Uh, the companies want to uh, want me to shoulder their 
load for understanding what it is that I need. The other thing is I have the intention, I have the expectation here that what they want to do is get you off the phone as quickly as possible. They don't want to deal with you because the more time they spend, the more money they lose. I mean, you have to figure what does it cost to take a tech support call? And that can kill the profit on a single account. We've got more to come. Tech support nightmares, but a lot more to talk about with Brian Chaffin and Gene Steinberg on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready-to-eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at FullyCookedBacon.com. FullyCookedBacon.com. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Are you happy washing your hands with harsh chemicals? Are you happy doing laundry with detergents? Are you happy paying high prices? Find your happiness with Pure Soap. These all-natural, earth-friendly Pure Soaps are the very best you've ever used. Buy in bulk. Get a 12, 36, or 48-month supply. Or get items individually and still save big. You're getting soap products twice as good as what you're using now. Earth-friendly and natural soaps. Your family deserves the best. Happiness is 5starsoap.com. Why not put your money up the drain for a change? 
See them at 5starsoap.com or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Calbend Soap Company can save you thousands of dollars and give you good old-fashioned real soaps that are triple concentrated. Soaps made from vegetable and coconut oils. See their full selection of soaps at 5starsoap.com. That's F-I-V-E starsoap.com. Or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Are you retired or facing retirement and you're afraid your income is going to be less than you'd like? I'm Pharmacist Keith. Dr. Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy, and I want to show you a low-cost way to create your own business, working around your current schedule, creating extra income that will last for years to come by joining Dr. Wallach's crusade, spreading his message of better health. To learn more, visit radio.recordedvideo.com. That's radio.recordedvideo.com, radio.recordedvideo.com, or call 866-257-3105 for a recorded message. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. So continuing briefly, I'm not going to dwell on it because everybody has a tech support nightmare. But I think when they shuffle you from person to person in a tech support situation, the goal is not to finally solve your problem, but to get rid of you. The hope that maybe you'll get so disgusted dealing with them that you'll just drop it and give up on the issue or put up with it. No, no, no. It's, it's not quite that. It's, it's a, they're, they're approaching it sort of uh, what they're approaching what you just said obliquely. They're using big data. And they're picking an arbitrary point that that they can live with for exactly like uh, for for at what point they're going to lose a customer, and they're balancing that with the, the costs that it takes to re- to retain that customer. So it's not that they're purposely trying to make you hang up. It's just they're deciding that they're okay with a certain number of people hanging up, and there's a slight difference there. Mostly pedantic, but, you know. Well, the point also is acquiring customers is expensive. It's not a cheap thing. Cable companies, wireless carriers, because they might give you some incentive. We'll give you up to 450 per phone or whatever the figure is for you to switch from this provider to that provider. And that means you'll hand them your mobile phone. You'll use that incentive to pay off your existing contract or bill if there is one. They will in turn then probably sell them off on the used market and make back some of that money. But that's the investment. That in advertising is the investment to get you to sign up as a customer. And the upfront cost is considerable. It's not cheap to sign people up anymore. That's true. And they give you all kinds of deals because they're looking at long-term income. They're looking at, first of all, the cash flow from month to month and the long-term investment. Now, AT&T has a 10-year investment in me. So that has to count for a little something. That I've been there 10 years and I've had problems from time to time, usually get them solved. It's never been this bad. And maybe they're saving the money to buy Time Warner or something. I have no idea. Have you ever had any real, really blatant tech support nightmares? I don't mean the one you had where it took a few hours to solve a building problem. I mean something just completely impossible that just went on for days and days yeah i certainly have i don't know i think i've i've like suppressed uh, some of those memories <laughs> repressed some of those memories to uh, to avoid the trauma but yeah of course 
And this is not the only example I've had. This, however, is probably the worst in recent memory. I can tell you're worked up about it. I like to think after over two dozen people and over five hours investing in the time that at some point you have to say, wait a minute. You know, do I really want to stick with AT&T maybe at the next opportunity, leap off somewhere else and hope for a better deal? And one reason I stay with AT&T is that price-wise, it's about the same as Verizon, which probably has a somewhat better network. One of the people who uses my AT&T account is my co-host for the other radio show, The Paracast. And he lives somewhere between Phoenix and Sedona, an area where cell phone service isn't that great. And he gets to these outlying areas in his travels, and I don't want to have him suffer. So T-Mobile may not reach the areas he has to go to. So it's one reason why I haven't thought about going to T-Mobile. Verizon would just be the same thing. I didn't have great life of tech support with them in the days I used them, which was before I went to AT&T. Sprint was a nightmare. I don't even want to get back into Sprint. But now, what's going to happen now? Sprint and T-Mobile might merge? Uh, yeah. But, but yeah, possibly. And I like T-Mobile, by the way. You do. I'm just worried about the rural areas. Where I am now, T-Mobile would be perfect. I'm worried about Chris's reception, whether he can get decent reception with T-Mobile. If I thought he could, I probably would make the switch the next time it makes sense, like when the next iPhones come out. Word. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on to other stuff. And this is something that I mentioned in the conversation with Kirk McElhern. Maybe you want to pick up on it. The amount of pre-speculation rumors about what Apple's going to do with the WWDC seems depressed this year over what you normally hear. Normally, you get more of an indication what the next operating systems are going to be like, iOS, macOS. Normally, you'll hear about other possible announcements, but other than a Siri speaker and some chatter about some MacBook, MacBook Pro refreshes, there's not a whole heck of a lot. What do you think? But wait, I, seriously, we've gotten all kinds of rumors about new products and Apple doesn't normally announce new. And I'm not talking about iPhone 8 for the fall. All right. Yeah. I'm talking about Mac OS. I'm talking about iOS. Well, we don't. So that's that's, that's an interesting thing about Apple. Uh, Apple is able to keep secret products that are being built internally which generally speaking means all software products. Apple has surprised us repeatedly with new software announcements um, over the years. And Apple was able to surprise us with the, with the Mac pro way back in, in 2013 because Apple was building that in a factory that it owns and operates in Austin because it's a low, very, very low volume product. And everything else that Apple does, you know, the watch more recently, um, iPad, the new iPhone models, uh, um, new uh, new iMacs that are supposedly coming out later in the fall. Uh, in the run-up to WWDC, we've got MacBook and MacBook Pros, as well as Series Speaker, brand new product that has been uh, leaked considerably. The, these products have too many people involved in making them, too many eyeballs seeing them, too many fingers touching them. For them to remain secret. In some cases, hundreds of thousands of eyeballs, if, if not 
a million or two million eyeballs because so many people are involved in making these things. Because it's not just the people that are assembling them. It's the people that are making the components. It's the people that are making the screens and the chips and the cases and the, and the this and the that's. Uh, there's just so many people involved. They don't remain secret. And so that's why we end up hearing in advance about almost every single Apple hardware product. Now, and why we don't ever hear about their new software. Usually we do see something sometimes about what might come. And part of that would be when Apple, I think, quietly releases something. Some of the stuff you're hearing is not just supply chain chatter. From time to time, Apple throws something into the mix. Not often, but occasionally. Occasionally you see the interview, well, source is close to Apple. And there's some people who say anyone who quotes a story like that is quoting fake news. But of course, that's nonsense. But sources close to Apple sometimes say something, which means Apple is giving a briefing to one or more people on background. We're not seeing much of that. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't actually think that happens much, Gene. I think that most of the time when we're seeing sources close to Apple, I mean, the, the, there are definitely things where Apple does controlled leaks, but it's usually not about product information. It's usually not about unannounced products. It's, it's usually about some other strategy uh, that the company is, is pursuing or, you know, something the the company wants to say about the the competitors that sort of thing i mean there are definitely controlled leaks we we have uh, john martellaro wrote um, uh, a great piece for us several years ago about how exactly apple uses controlled leaks but i think when when you're talking about new products those are almost always coming from the supply chain now there's an article in daring fireball about what i'm talking about when the scoops run dry and he's also saying you know what it looks like there are fewer leaks this time than usual. Now, yeah, maybe- I don't. I don't understand that. This is actually one of the, this is like the most leaked WWDC I've ever seen. I, I don't understand where Mr. Gruber is coming from on this. I don't. I mean, we have we have we have stories about MacBooks, MacBook Pros, Siri speaker. That, I mean, these are these are significant leaks about what's coming in just a couple of days. So well, I, I obviously, with, the, obviously with sense. new Mac hardware or new hardware in general, when supplies seem to dry up, as they apparently have with the MacBook Pro, there you may see a hint there's going to be something. Not always. Oh, sometimes oh, inventories just vary. Mark Gurman at Bloomberg has reported extensively on, on the new MacBooks that are coming out. Right. But that's where part of it is. And part of it is, well, it's going to get new KB Lake processors, with some implication there that maybe, just maybe, the MacBook Air might be included, but that doesn't seem to be a certainty. I don't think Bloomberg said an awful lot. I mean, there's something there, but it sounds like a very normal kind of product refresh that you get. In fact, if anything, what's interesting about it is it's about time that we're hearing news about such a thing. More to come with Brian Chaffin. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. 
A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Many medicines used to treat colds and flu contain acetaminophen, a pain reliever and fever reducer found in hundreds of over-the-counter and prescription medicines. But taking too much or more than one medication containing acetaminophen per day can damage your liver. So always read the label and don't take acetaminophen if you drink three or more alcoholic drinks every day. To learn more, visit fda.gov slash OTC pain info. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Food and Drug Administration. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Welcome back to the Tech Night Out Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So Brian Chaffin kind of disagrees here with the chatter that's gone elsewhere that the amount of pre-release information from Apple or emerging from outside of Apple is not as high as usual this close to a WWDC, but Brian feels there is more of it, and possibly because it's centered on specific pieces of hardware that don't normally show up at such an event. Yeah, that's it in a nutshell. That's Again, this to me is the most leaked WWDC we've seen in years and years and years. So I don't, there's missing information because, because that just seems completely crazy to me. Uh, so I don't know, you know, I guess one's mileage might vary, but um, yeah, I don't know. Well, I'd like to see if the MacBook is refreshed. Will they finally bring the price down a little bit? Will it go through the same trend that you had with the MacBook Air? It was seventeen ninety nine when it started. There's a thirteen inch MacBook Air now for nine ninety nine. When the MacBook Pro in two thousand twelve came out with the Retina display, it went up a few hundred dollars, and then the price gradually was reduced. It may be too early for the MacBook Pro, but does the MacBook coming into its third year, I guess, getting the first revision since two thousand sixteen and the third revision overall? Does it now go down in price a little bit? Is Apple eventually hoping they'll bring it down to the point where the MacBook Air doesn't even have to be there? Well, that's you know that's a good question because the thing about the MacBook Air is that it remains a surprisingly good seller despite the fact that it's 
ridiculously old. We talked about that in, in on prior shows, um, but it remains a pretty good seller. So I think that the reason why it remains a pretty good seller is that it does meet a need, and and that need is for folks who are looking for a sort of workhorse mobile computer that don't necessarily need the uh, need the the refinements of the MacBook itself. You know, I, I think the most interesting aspect of the MacBook Pro rumor is that the MacBook Pro was released, the most recent one was released 10 months ago. And Apple hasn't been on a 10-month refresh cycle in years. I, I want Apple to be, you, you know, once upon a time, Apple would, like clockwork, every nine months, you'd get a new Mac model, new Mac Pro model, new iMac model, new um, PowerBook, and then eventually MacBook uh, uh, model. And and then Apple started getting longer and longer and longer. It, became, it, was, it was set for a year for a while. But, you know, we've had this, again, we've talked about this before. But we have four years since the, the Mac Pro. We've got the, the iMac is 19, 20 months old now. The, um, the MacBook Pro was a couple of years old when it was finally updated. And so, to me, I'm super excited that Apple might be releasing a new MacBook Pro after only 10 months. That, that gives me hope that Apple is like realizing that it needs to be updating these Macs on a regular basis to, 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 to get people excited about the platform. Also, though, it looks like Intel kind of slowed down in processor upgrades. And from year to year, it's very minor. So the rumor has it here that Intel's KB Lake processor will be placed in the MacBook and the MacBook Pro and maybe the MacBook Air. But compared to the previous edition, which I think was Skylake, the difference in performance is minor. And that's what it's always been. On the other hand, Apple was criticized when the MacBook Pro came out for a lot of things, but one of which was, why don't you put KB Lake processors in there? Well, the quad cores didn't ship until after the MacBook Pro came out. So that's one reason. So maybe Apple plays catch up now with these latest or current chips, get caught up with the current hardware and then go on from there. That may be one reason to get it all out of the way. Because this fall, probably the biggest Mac introduction will be this alleged iMac with Pro features. We can get into more of that, too, because Intel's put out some core chips now that have up to 18 cores. The i9. So, you know, maybe there's something there. But do you think that's part of it, just to catch up with the Mac notebooks, make sure the current chips are in there and then move on yeah yeah and that would be that would be that'd be great I, you know i'm totally cool with just a minor iterative update of new processors i mean i yeah fine i'd like the ability to have more than 16 gigs of ram in a in a pro model um john key wrote for us a, a piece uh, late last week about uh the fact that that storage being soldered onto the motherboard for a pro machine makes it disposable I would love to see that change too, but if all we got was new was was new versions of the processor, I mean that's it's that's an iterative step. That's what I want to see out of Apple. I want to see these new. I want to see Macs iterated on a timely basis, so that when the time comes that I want to go buy a new Mac, I don't have to to even think about buying two, three, four year old technology. What would cost Apple to make it possible just to plug in? your SSD, instead of having to go through this nonsense where you replace the logic board. What would it cost Apple to make it possible to upgrade RAM? 
What it would cost to Apple is choosing uh, functionality over form. There was an arbitrary decision that was made on the MacBook Pro that it was going to be such and such a size. And everything else was made to accommodate that. The processors that could go into it, which meant the amount of RAM that it could support, which meant the uh, amount of uh, battery that it could hold. You know, these Apple has, uh, you know, Apple has always had function play in a very important role in, in the company's designs. And Steve Jobs himself aired several times going back to the Apple three when he wanted it to be fanless and he was going to be fanless. Uh, gosh, darn it. Come, come heck or high water. And, you know, sure enough, there ended up being problems because the technology wasn't there to to support a fanless design back in the eighties. And we we there's so there's always been this tension in Apple between form and function, and that's great. But when it comes to Pro machines, you need to take care of the functional needs of the Pro, and, and with doing the best you can with design, as opposed to subverting function for the sake of form. Well, you see, this is an interesting issue that you brought up because we have these new Intel chips that were announced. The i9, the most powerful one, has 18 cores, but evidently may need liquid cooling. Remember that? Remember the Paramount G5 with liquid cooling? Mm -hmm. So the requirements may be way beyond what they could do with an iMac, but there are other chips in that family, 8 cores, 10 cores, 12 cores, that could possibly be added. If Apple wants Pro features, I don't think you go with a Xeon that's just so expensive. You go with the core processors, which are thousands or hundreds of dollars less. Sure, sure. So maybe, an, you, you know, would you, you buy an eight-core iMac or a 16-core iMac? I'd buy an eight-core iMac. I have four cores on my... I went from an eight-pro, eight-core um, uh, Mac Pro uh, cheese grater with uh, uh, the, the 2008 model to four-core iMac, and uh, sometimes I miss those extra four cores. Right. But it's only a few apps, I think, a small number of apps that really benefit from having those extra cores. Well, I probably have those apps open at any given moment. I'm looking right now. What do I have? I've got like, uh, I have 18 apps open right now. And of those 18 I, apps, how many benefit from more than four cores? Um, the operating system benefits from more than four cores. Okay. I've got right now, I've got four cores pegged at 46% each. They were spent and they've spiked that hundred percent a couple times, all four cores. So yeah, something's using all four of my cores. Give me more. I want more. I want more cores. Give I want me more cores. cores. I love eight cores. You know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a prosumer. I, I, there's a lot of things I do that, that border on pro needs uh, in, in the music realm, uh, sometimes in the video realm, and dealing with uh, image files for, uh, for TMO. Um, I certainly have uh, uh, you know, a lot of apps open at any given time. I have issues running out of uh, um, memory with 24 gigs of memory in my machine. So, you know, I'm a prosumer. I'd love to have uh, some prosumer options in the iMac. And right now, I think that they're a little bit light. So Apple is promising pro features. So wherever we can go with that, we'll take it further. We have Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Neighbors, I want to tell you about my favorite graphics app. 
It's the award-winning Graphic Converter. You know, Graphic Converter is the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features, and most important, it's easy to use. It's also far less expensive than that other app that you can only get by subscription. You know, the one I'm talking about. What's more, you can get 20% off with your order right now. So write this down to learn about Graphic Converter. Go to www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Let me spell that. www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. If you're 85 or younger, would you like peace of mind and comfort for your family? We're Final Expense Direct with an urgent message for you. The average funeral today costs over $8,000, but the most you'll get from government benefits is $255. How will your family pay the difference? We can help. Our senior plans start as low as just a dollar a day and pay up to $30,000 for a funeral and other final expenses. Peace of mind is easy. There's no medical exam. You'll have lifetime coverage, and your plan can't be canceled as long as you pay your premiums. Call now for free information about our senior plans. Answer a few simple questions and receive approval right on the phone. Plus, call right now, and we'll give you a discount prescription card for free. Call 800-557-0158. That's 800-557-0158. Again, 800-557-0158. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com, a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting, providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. GCNTelecare.com. Virtual care anywhere. Today, how to incorporate your business in just 10 minutes so you won't lose everything if you get sued. Step one, stop putting it off. If you're not incorporated and someone sues your business tomorrow, it's not just your business at risk. You can lose everything, your home, your car, even your life savings. Step two, call the following number for a free 10-minute incorporation guide from incorporate.com. 1-800-945-1063. They don't provide legal or financial advice. They just make incorporating quick and easy. So you can incorporate or form an LLC in just 10 minutes. That number again is 1-800-945-1063. Step three, Congratulate yourself. By taking just 10 minutes to incorporate your business or form an LLC, you protected your home, your car, and your life savings. And that is how you incorporate your business in just 10 minutes. But hurry while they're still giving away these 10-minute incorporation guides for free. Call 1-800-945-1063. That's 1-800-945-1063. The answer to being in control of your own health care is freedom from insurance. Become part of a group of self-pay patients that come together to share in each other's medical expenses. Individual share amounts begin at $107 a month and $347 for families. Choose from three health sharing programs. Holistic treatments may be eligible for sharing. See guidelines. Discount programs available for dental, vision, and pharmacy. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. 
We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow Night Owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. We'll go back maybe to predictions of operating systems in a moment, but we're talking about the fact that Apple promised Pro features for the iMac. How far can they go without totally altering the form factor? Because you put too much powerful stuff in there. Oh, the they have to redesign the thermal system. Wait, you're talking about the iMac or are you talking about the... Uh... I'm talking about the iMac. Ooh, that's a good question. You know, Apple is so proud of its thin, 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 thin iMac. You know, I, I would say that uh, I'll take my, because I don't ever look at my iMac from the side. You know what? If it needs to be a little bit thicker to accommodate some uh, some additional cores or some additional memory or, goodness, the ability to put some more storage in or something like that, I'd take that. I'd, I'd love that. I'd love that. That'd be great. Or find more efficient ways to do it from what they had before. Regardless, I think it would need maybe an extra cooling fan for the CPU. Yeah, well, that is actually one of the... You know, Apple is so good about noise. Apple computers, Macs are so quiet under, you know, the vast majority of operating conditions. They're so quiet, and I so love that about Apple. I so love that they care about this um, sort of thing. I, I, I love that they test for noise levels. I, you know, I, mm, I love that about Apple. Yeah, well, it'd be interesting to see where they go. So Apple puts more powerful CPU in there, more powerful graphics. What else would they need to do to add pro features to an iMac? I'm assuming the port configuration will be closer to the MacBook Pro with USB-C and Thunderbolt 3 and stuff like that. Yeah, probably. Probably. I I would love to see more ports on an iMac, Uh, more certainly USB ports. It's one thing on the MacBook Pro because you're talking about a device that is theoretically portable, but for something that's sitting on my desk, I, I, I would love to not ever have to use a hub. I shouldn't have to use a hub on a desktop computer. I really shouldn't because my uses are not insane. You know, I've got a, I've got a drive. What do I have here? I've got a drive. I've got an audio interface. I've got an iOS device or two that, that could theoretically be plugged in, but neither of them are because they're plugged into um, charging uh, ports instead. Yeah, my, my needs aren't the same, but I do have, uh, I do need a hub and, and I, I just shouldn't on a desktop computer, especially not a desktop computer that costs as much as an Apple to iMac does. And I assume here with more powerful graphics, they could set it up so that the next iMac could run two external 5K displays. You think that'd be a little too much? I would love to be able to at least easily run a second display. We're speaking about a second 5K. Yeah, that'd be awesome. You don't think there's enough lanes in those ships to run two extras? I don't know. I'm afraid I don't quite know enough about uh, uh, what Apple is doing. Because, you know, Apple did have to do a little bit of magic with the to support the 5K display that's in the the iMac 5K in the first place, but it has been 20 months since that was released and there have been a lot of developments on the 5K front. Right. It's actually more than that because the first one came out in the end of 2014. Oh, that's true. That's right. true. Right. So we're I talking about the, two and a half the years. They've had yeah, two the and a half years. The only real change with 2015, other than slightly faster processors and lower prices, was to go to the wider color gamut. Right. 
But the major technology came out with late 2014 with the 5K. So Apple certainly has learned a few things since then. Yeah, you'd think. And so is the rest of the industry. Of course. But imagine that a 5K iMac that could run two external 5K displays. That's an 8-core or 12-core or 16-core chip. Yeah, that, that's beyond anything that I could afford or, or really have true need to do. I mean, you know, and to be fair, I get along with just one 5K display right now. But I have, for most of my professional Mac-using life, have used two displays and cannot right now. So, yeah, that would be fantastic. Two 5K displays would be lovely. Right. Remember, we're thinking here that maybe there'll be iMac configurations that with... The big SSD, two terabyte SSD and all the goodies and the processor could run five, six thousand dollars. Yeah, it could, yeah. You know, I've been doing some price calculations. Still remember that until the price drop just a few weeks ago, you could outfit a Mac Pro maxed out to close to ten thousand. In fact, the most powerful Intel Xeon chip they have out now is twenty two cores, it's five grand list price. Just for the chip. Obviously, Apple will sell it to you for 5K and they'll spend, you know, maybe 3K to buy it. Right. So theoretically, with that, Apple could build a Mac Pro that will cost not 10000 but twelve or 15000 You know, think about it. Next Mac Pro. It's got 22-core Xeon. It's got two terabyte solid-state drives. A couple of them maxed out memory. Replaceable, replaceable solid-state drives. Of course. Plug it's a it pro in. machine, man. It's a pro machine. You got to have replaceable storage. All right. So quick speculation here since we're speculating. As we know, Apple's building the Mac Pro in the U.S. So the leaks are non-existent. They have full control. They are saying there won't be a Mac Pro this year, which implies next year. So is there a possibility here? And remember, we will be wrong no matter what we say in a few days that Apple will say, here is what we're working on. And they will show you a video of the next Mac Pro due out in early 2018. At WWDC? Yes. That's conceivable. That's conceivable. You know, Apple did the rare move of pre-announcing this. We've talked about this before, too. I'm sure you've talked with other guests about it. By inviting five journalists down where they basically said, okay, we get it. We screwed up on the on the Mac Pro, but, you know, we're going to fix it. We've learned our lesson. We're doing something really special, but it's not going to be out this year. And in the meanwhile, we're going to do a very tiny, tiny tweak to the existing Mac Pro, which was great. And it was unusual that Apple would do that. And I think that Apple had to do it because it was losing Pro users. Apple needed to stem that tide and and say something. So to further that, Apple could give us a sneak preview of what's coming. That is possible. I wouldn't call it definite. But I would also add that this is one of those things that Apple can keep secret until the last second because Apple will probably continue to, to manufacture its own Mac Pros at that Austin plant. And they think they have to say something if they can. Yes, they probably do have to say something if they can. But it but uh, it might be more accurate to say they would want to say something if they can. I don't know if they have to. I think Apple's already done what it has to do on this front, which was to 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 do that meeting, announce, give them a culpa, and say that something's coming. They could probably continue to skate, uh, scoot along on that. Right, but if they have a design that's final externally even if it's going to be 
eight months to bring something out that you could buy. I don't think there'd be any harm in saying, we'll tell you something in two minutes, give a two-minute preview to the concept behind the next Mac Pro. Maybe just talk about it and show a quick photo. Because we know they already have that form factor outlined already. Show it with a two-minute demonstration and really say, hey, now it's really coming together. And it's not like they need to worry about protecting Mac Pro cells because Mac Pro cells just can't be a thing right now. We have more things on the Tech Night Out Live with Gene and Brian. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Homeowners have much more to worry about than just making their mortgage payment. Can you afford to repair or replace your air conditioning when it stops working this summer? Or worse, a major plumbing problem? With National Home, you can say goodbye to repair bills. If you own a home, you could stop paying for these costly repairs. Best of all, call now to get one month of repair coverage for free. Get total protection for your home's major appliances and systems so you have no more costly repair bills. Call 800-887-3022. That's 800-887-3022. 800-887-3022. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed, it's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. It's been said, any society is only three missed meals away from chaos. Those times may be near. Think about it. Our country faces multiple terrorist threats and aggressions from Russia and North Korea. Social unrest and violent marches yet again may lead to looting of stores and city shutdowns. And our crumbling infrastructure leaves our power grid vulnerable to long-term outages from a single cyber attack. When the chaos from any one of these threats arises, the government knows it can't provide during a widespread national emergency. That's why you need your own plan for self-reliance. That's where My Patriot Supply comes in. Get a four-week survival food supply for only $99. That includes breakfast, lunches, and dinners. Order online at preparewithgcn.com. 99 bucks for four weeks of survival food that tastes like homemade cooking and lasts up to 25 years from My Patriot Supply. Get your kits today at preparewithgcn.com. Free shipping is included. Preparewithgcn.com. 
Hi there, I'm Bob Eubanks. You know, as part of Hollywood for a long time, I've seen my fair share of celebrities get in trouble with the IRS. Well, there's one name I trust, the Tax Defense Group. They're the most trusted name in tax. So if you owe more than $10,000 to the IRS, you really need to call my friends at the Tax Defense Group. Ignoring the IRS is not the solution. They can garnish your paycheck, levy your bank accounts, seize your home or business. But the Tax Defense Group could put a stop to all of that and tailor a program that would reduce your tax debt to pennies on the dollar. you got to love that. So don't just take my word for it. Call them. Find out for yourself. They offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. And they're open 24 hours a day because they know that tax debt doesn't sleep either. Call now for your free and confidential tax analysis from the most trusted name in tax. Call 800-361-6907. 800-361-6907. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl Live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. Okay, so, all right, we'll probably be wrong. Maybe Apple will give you a preview of the next Mac Pro, but don't take it to the bank or anywhere else. Yeah, I wouldn't hold my breath on that one. It would be fun if it happened. (laughs) Sorry about that, folks. I'm holding my breath. You know, my age, I can't do that for very long because I'll fade away. iPad, more projections about iPad, but there isn't much chatter about that. At least the MacBook Pro, we know the model, the 15-inch model, appears to be in short supply, indicating a possible refresh. If there is a new iPad, like a 10.5-inch version, not a lot has been said. They had the rumor earlier this year, and then it disappeared when they brought out that so-called fifth-generation model, the iPad Air case with a new guts inside for 329 starting price. The chatter about some other iPad form factor disappeared. Is that too much to roll into this or what? To this event, um, maybe. Here's the, another interesting thing about this WWDC. On Thursday of this week, Apple issued two developer-specific press releases. Three days in front of the WWDC keynote. And both of these items, the first one was that Apple's paid out $70 billion in developer payments. And the second one is that uh, Swift Playgrounds, Apple's iPad youth-oriented development environment that's designed to teach you, and it will teach anyone, not just kids, uh, how to program in Apple's Swift programming language. Uh, Swift Playgrounds is going to start supporting drones, robots, and musical instruments that are Bluetooth-enabled. You'll be able to control them from from within Playground. So, in other words, you could make a program that would say cause uh, a drone to you know flip, turn left, right, go up, down, land, take off, whatever. You could do Lego Mindstorms. This is uh, Lego's incredibly popular platform for making Lego constructions that that that, that are motorized. And you can control these. You're going to be able to control these with the uh, Swift Playgrounds, and. Th- this is like I, I called um, I called the developer payment release like red meat. That's red meat for developers. You know, like the, the fact that Apple's paid out seventy billion dollars to developers is red meat for them. And if that's red meat, then 
cool toys like Lego Mindstorms and Parrot drones and and Bluetooth instruments and and you know robots and and all the and Sphero the Sphero Spark X platform. Those things are like bowls full of ice cream and cake for developers because it's cool, it's fun, it's like you know these are cool toys. For Apple to choose to announce this three days in advance of, of WWDC means to me that the WWDC keynote is going to be packed full of stuff. What about a series speaker? Does the world need a series speaker? Yes. Apple needs to have a device in the home that will control HomeKit smart home devices and be able to give you information, be able to access your calendar your contacts, make phone calls for you. Well, the stuff that that that, that uh, Amazon is doing with Alexa and that Google is doing with Google Home, Apple needs to be in that space too. Otherwise, it's going to cede control of the smart home to other platforms. Right, but just bear in mind here, reality check. The number of Amazon Echoes estimated to have been sold is a very small number. Okay. I've heard as high as 12 million since the thing was introduced in 2014. So, so the potential may be there, but I don't know that it's taken off in any way yet. That's 3 million homes that are not being locked into Apple's ecosystem. Let's call it 12 million devices. And let's just, for the sake of, you know, pulling numbers out of thin air, Let's call it four devices per home because you know a lot of those are going to include dots that are in different parts of the house, and a lot of it, some of them are going to include um, the uh, original Alexa device, and that's three million homes that are not being locked into Apple's ecosystem. Apple cannot allow Amazon and Google to own this space. You know, Apple, the, we were told very specifically by, by Phil Schiller that Apple wants to be at the nexus of where we live our lives. And they want to be all over our lives. They want to be everywhere that we are all the time. And if they're one of the places that we are is our homes. So Apple needs to, Apple needs to empower us to control our smart homes with Apple devices. And I'll tell you why. Part of this is wishful thinking because I trust Apple to do that. And I don't trust other companies. I don't want an Amazon wiretap in my house. I don't want a Google wiretap in my house. Right. But can I do that already with Siri on my iPhone or iPad or even with a Mac? What? Lift your, take your iPhone out of your pocket like an animal? Well, about my <laughs> Apple Watch. Lift your 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 Apple Watch up. Okay, so I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of joking. Of course, you know we should be so lucky to have an Apple Watch. We should be so lucky to have an iPhone, and and I consider myself lucky to have both of those things. But a lot of people, I personally wear my Apple Watch while I'm awake, but not everybody does that, and not everybody walks around with their iPhones in their pockets. And when I watch um, my friends who have an Alexa interact with that thing they're not stopping to pull something out of their pockets i mean you want to be able to listen we want to be able to talk to our homes even if we don't know it that's what we want it's been a science fiction staple for for decades it is incredibly natural we want to be able to walk in the door and say turn on the lights we want to be able to 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 walk into the kitchen and say uh 
play play my I'm tired playlist or whatever. We we want to be able to to turn out the lights and we just want to be able to speak into the air and, and have it happen. We don't want to necessarily have to say um, uh, we don't want to necessarily have to to, 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 to to get our iPhones. We don't necessarily want to have to get our Apple Watches or lift our, or lift our Apple Watches and, and click buttons or anything like that. We want to be able to just talk to the air and make these things happen. And once we want to be like that, the Star Trek computer on the Enterprise. Yeah. Computer, turn on the toaster oven and don't make it mix with the refrigerator. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And when you have that stuff, you can't imagine going back to it. I've seen this. You know, it, it's, it is certainly, I mean, like the fact that we can even be talking about is, is, you know, sort of a first world problem. And I get that, but it doesn't make it any less real. We want to be able to have our house take care of things for us. And we, and, and the idea of needing to access a device to do, to, to like, you know, pick up a device or or activate a device that we're carrying with us is not the same as being able to speak into the air and make it happen. Now the thing is, Siri speaker isn't going to be competing with the Amazon Dot, the Echo Dot. Right? That that's a $50 device that you could stick in every every room. The Amazon Siri speaker that we've heard about it's really much more like a like a Sonos device. Uh, Dave Hamilton wrote a piece for us comparing it more to comparing what we've heard to what Sonos is doing. It's got seven tweeters and a, and a subwoofer, eight speakers in it. It's not going to be cheap. Sounds like more like the kind of thing that you want to put in your living room. So what I want to also see, and I don't know that we'll see it at WWDC, is I want to also see an inexpensive device that I could then put throughout my house. Okay, so we're talking about a distributed kind of situation here? Well, like um, the Echo and the Echo Dot. Okay. Right? Those, those devices, I mean, the Echo has a speaker. The Dot is, uh, has a little tiny speaker. The Echo is designed to be able to play music and stuff, and the Dot is basically this $50 little, little nubbin that, that you can you know, stick in other rooms in the house and, and have it control things. Um, I think Apple needs to be, to be in that space, too. We've got more to come with Brian Schaffen of the Mac Observer. One more segment. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com host. Once again, that's technightowl.com host.
First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. You've heard the phrase, you are what you eat? Not true. Actually, you are what you can absorb. So if the vitamins and supplements you now take are not being absorbed, what good are they? Introducing Protovite, proprietary liquid system that allows premium quality nutrients to positively affect the blood in an astonishing five minutes. Watch our amazing two-minute live blood cell video at TrueHealthFacts.com. That's TrueHealthFacts.com. Then call 502-410-3411. Protovite is nutrition you can feel. Protovite is nutrition that gets in. Do you know what's lurking in your water? More than 200 contaminants could be sitting there just waiting for your glass. With a ProPure water filter, start enjoying clean and great tasting water today. ProPure filters, independently tested, latest water filter technology. ProPure systems do not require electricity and are easy to set up and easy to use. To find out more, visit your authorized ProPure dealer or ProPureUSA.com. That's P-R-O-P-U-R-U-S-A.com. Ralph, remember when you said you were going to start paying more attention to your health and now you're eating potato chips? Just a few. A few, okay, but you should be eating Superberries Aronia Berries. Aronia what? Aronia Berries from Superberries.com. They're known for having one of the highest levels of antioxidants that helps with overall wellness. Go to Superberries.com slash radio. And right now we get a free smoothie recipe book with our order. Plus we can save $4 at checkout. Wow, look at all the benefits of these berries. I know, Ralph, I know. Choose health. Eat purple. Superberries.com. Will the government protect your family from Iran and North Korea's newest weapon, EMP? We buy guns to protect ourselves. Home, health, and car insurance for accidents. Maybe you also have food storage. But how would you keep your refrigerator running in a long-term EMP blackout? Using tested military designs, the Solark EMP-hardened solar generator protects and powers your critical appliances for years without burying items underground or wrapping them in aluminum foil. Unlike other preps, Solark is used every day to help offset your electric bill automatically. Visit PortableSolarLLC.com to learn how easily expandable the system is. Solark is the most affordable and powerful solution on the market. The whole system even fits in the back of a pickup or SUV and can install in less than an hour. See for yourself why Solark beats other off-grid systems at PortableSolarLLC.com. Don't wait for the government. Go to PortableSolarLLC.com to learn why Solark is energy insurance for your family. Be prepared for the next disaster with the ShelterPod. The ShelterPod is a large, all-season, heavy-duty, quick-deploy shelter. The ShelterPod system can be set up in 30 seconds and includes an emergency medical kit, water filter, survival tools, and more. Are you prepared to take care of your family? Do you have everything in one place ready to go? Get it now or enter to win a complete ShelterPod system at ShelterPod.com. The ShelterPod at ShelterPod.com. Shelter when you need it most. What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. So looking at the Siri speaker, I was thinking here 
Does a Siri speaker become the next generation airport system where you have a distributed mesh network like a lot of routers are today? And it uses Siri as the front end because it's managing your connectivity throughout your home? Maybe. Maybe. The only thing there is that I don't think you want to be selling as your only device a device that that is doing multiple functions like that simply because it's going to increase the cost and most people aren't going to need both. Well, I'm thinking here it could be offered in a couple of ways. It, yeah, it could. Have you met Apple before? They tend to have a pretty streamlined offering. Right. Well, the thing here, of course, is does Apple get involved anymore in Wi-Fi networking in terms of routers? Because obviously they've given up on the airport. Right. And the question is whether or not they gave up on the airport because those people are going to be making other Wi-Fi devices or if they gave up on airport because Apple wants to just exit that market. We don't know that. I would love, by the way, I, I've got a mesh network. I've got the, the Linksys develop in my in my home. And it's, it's pretty good, but it's not quite perfect. I, I would love for Apple to be doing a, a mesh network product. When it was reported that Apple had ceased development on airport and reassigned those engineers, I was really taken aback because it was, you know, another one of those examples where, you know, Apple's just getting bigger and bigger and having more and more money and they just are doing less and less with it and and doing fewer products. And it's super frustrating. Yes. But where did they reassign those engineers? Exactly. That's the question. Is it something related to Siri speaker or whatever? Is it related to HomeKit? Doesn't HomeKit benefit from some kind of networking like that? If you're going to have a connected house, if you're going to be able to go anywhere in the house, and we assume there has to be some kind of security to recognize voices that are empowered to manage the system, it's not going to be a $50 module. It's not going to be a $100 module. It's going to be something that's a lot more comprehensive because the ultimate dream would be, like I said, putting the Star Trek computer in your home. The science fiction image, you walk into your house and you tell it something. How many science fiction shows and movies have you seen that way? You walk into your home and you say, home, now Siri, do something, do this, do that, the other thing. Turn on the TV to channel 309. Let me watch the shows I recorded last night. Put up the TV dinner in the oven. All right. If Apple's going to do that, it's not going to be a 50 or $100 toy. It's got to be a real system. And that's why I said Wi-Fi Mesh network yeah, successor to airport. I hear what you're saying. I don't think Apple would do that. It's conceivable. It's possible. But but you're you're limiting your market to those who are willing to do both. And I think it makes a lot more sense for Apple to just do a voice assistant product than not build in networking capabilities. But but I don't know. We, we don't know. We, we'll know in a couple of days. Fortunately, but we don't know yet. As I said, how do you configure? A very all-encompassing system, not just a simple toy. I think Amazon Echo is a toy. I think it's a toy that has a poor privacy potential because of the limitations it has. But it's an idea. And if Apple's going to do it, they're going to do it right. And it's going to be something probably that maybe we can't even envision. And there's no guarantee, even if it's displayed, that it'll be for sale. Then it may not go on sale till the fall. Yeah, this, that is true. And that is the current rumor is that Siri Speaker won't be 
available until the fall. The reason why Apple might conceivably show it at WWDC ahead of time, uh, twofold. One is to get developers excited. You know, in the last nine months, Apple has only put out three new products, which is just insane. And Apple didn't even have a spring media event, which Apple has done every year for, for, for years and years and years. Getting developers excited is a good thing, but also, again, blunting the momentum that Amazon and Google have with their home uh, assistants. That is also a, a good thing for Apple to do. So it could happen. I'm hoping it will. I can't wait. to. I, I, I'm really looking forward to Siri Speaker. Will it be called the Siri Speaker? I don't know. That's, that's what the press has dubbed it. We don't have any indication yet what uh, Apple's going to call it. All right, so let's see if that comes to pass. This could be, as you say, a very action-packed WWDC. And, of course, there's the new iOS. Will Apple move from macOS 10 to macOS 11 to coincide with iOS 11? Mm, that would be a terrible reason to do it. I think we won't see macOS. First of all, it's called macOS now, right? And it's macOS 10 on 12, right? 13, unlucky 13. Will they finally go? Seriously, I'm just joking. Will they finally go to Mac OS 11? That's why I said. I I doubt it. I don't think we'll see Mac OS 11 until Apple is moving to an entirely different platform, right? Until Apple has like a completely revamped operating system like it it did from Mac OS 9 to OS 10. So it's not going to be just another incremental upgrade. It has to deserve that full number. Yeah, I, I would think so. I, I think Apple would risk having it not taken seriously because it would be compared to what Apple has historically done. And, and just uh, in, in many regards, I think this is why Apple changed the name from OS to, to Mac OS. It's part of the reason. I mean, the other reason was because it's iOS, it's Mac OS, it's watch OS, it's TV OS. It's a little more consistent. But uh, yeah, no, I don't, I don't think we're going to see 11. I think we'll see 10.13. Well, those of you who are superstitious... You know, it's like not having a 13th floor in a high-rise building. Yep. Well, then Apple could always call it Mac OS 10.14. Yeah. Yeah, Apple's not, no, not going to do this, man. <laughs> I'm joking. Can't you tell a joke when you hear one? You hear the silence? Yeah, silence. Crickets. Uh, That's what I hear. It's crickets. Well, I don't have anybody here who can duplicate the sound of crickets. And I'm not going to play any sound effects. We used to play sound effects a long time ago on the show. I throw in sound effects all the time. And in the last, you know, eight, nine years, I've said, you know what? That was silly. That was childish. I mean, I can be that way, but still, I'm too old for that stuff. Brian Chaffin, please tell our listeners where we can find more of your stuff. Uh, I am the editor-in-chief of the Mac Observer at MacObserver.com. You can find me on Twitter. It's TMO Brian. Okay, we'll look for you. You can Thank find you. us on Twitter. If you're so inclined, look for Tech Night Owl on Twitter. Tech Night Owl on Twitter. We also have a vague presence on Facebook. If you look for Gene Steinberg, we have a second radio show. And it's all about UFOs and things that go bump. Did I say bump in the night? And this weekend on the Paracast at Paracast.com, we'll be featuring Greg Bishop. And Greg is what we call these cutting-edge theorists about things that are paranormal. He has a book out called It Defies Language. 
essays on UFOs and other weirdness. So you can bet that Greg is going to say things you didn't expect. You think UFOs? Oh, spaceships or something. He has some other ideas. By the way, there's going to be a new UFO-oriented show called Blue Book on the History Channel. So that's coming up. Paracast.com. That's Paracast.com. The numeral uno, number one best way to support the Tech Night Owl Live is to become a member of Tech Night Owl Plus. What's that? That's a premium service where you can download a commercial-free version of this show with better quality audio. So when we have people like Ryan Chaffin on, he sounds better than ever because it goes out at a higher bit rate. Be still my heart. That's right. Even better. And sometimes you hear him talking when he's not even there. It's just amazing. (laughs) (laughs) To learn more about Tech Night Owl Plus, go to plus.technightowl.com. That's P-L-U-S dot technightowl.com. We give you instructions. Prices start just $1.49 a week. $4.99 a month goes up from there for annual five years lifetime. If you're worried about a lifetime subscription at my age, this show has been around for just about 15 years so far. We're going nowhere. And some people think that way in different ways. Brian Chaffin, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Thanks for having me, Gene. It's good to be here. is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel.